name tags. Good. Hello, everyone. My name is Mike Smith. Good morning. Welcome to the most exciting hour of your life. I'm going to uh, teach you things and point you to things that no one else has the guts to do. Um, your, your teachers may not do this. Your parents may not do this. Your churches may not do this. Your government officials will definitely not do this. Um, so what I'm going to do is go and expand and show you really truthfully who we are, why we're here, and uh, what we've been up to as of this point in life. And we'll go over why some of this doesn't work, why we have pain and suffering. And uh, as we try to grasp things, sometimes we, we grasp things and we say, this, this isn't making sense, this doesn't feel good, but yet I'm doing it because everyone else says I should be doing it. So the theme today is, is harvesting, harvesting. It's about harvesting. So let's go through um, a little bit of what, what we've been doing up until this point in our lives, okay? And I want this to be a discussion. So when I speak and I have things that you go, whoa, that doesn't make sense, raise your hand. We'll talk about it, okay? Because um, I'm okay with that. I don't want to have just to lecture you. I want you to explore. Explore the deepest question as to who, who are you? Who are we truly? So when you're younger, when you're a young child, you're born and you don't really have an identity. You're just there as everything. And it's amazing. And you look at the world and you say, yes. And we have memories of this a little bit. And then all of a sudden you then have a memory of somebody then calling your name. You know, they'll, they'll oh my gosh. <laughs> What's the abbreviated version of that? The, I go by my middle name, so the one uh, line, but the, it's Ife. Ife, okay, so at some point, you're playing as a child, and then somebody over there will say, Ife, Ife, and after 10 times, you'll finally turn and look, and then when you look, you get this, whoa, and then you go, whoa, and all of a sudden, now all you've learned is that, okay, if I turn every time they say that, that, that pronunciation of sound, I then feel something, and then you lock in and I am Ife. And the next thing you know, you're six, you're seven, you have friends. You have friends you like, friends you don't like, and you have a path that's carved. You're learning what happiness is, what sadness is. You're learning what pain is, what not is, what is not pain. And then eventually, you find yourself now in your teens, 20s, saying, I am Ife, and I wake up in the morning and I'm holding up the day and I'm making sure this day works. And I have to go through life. And there's me here, and there's life out here. And it's scary as hell. And the reason it's scary as hell is because you feel completely separated from everything that is out there. Completely separated. Now at some point, back here you didn't. You were just presence, movement, energies. And then all of a sudden you concentrated into a form of energy of a separate Ife and with other separate individuals and then the mind locked in and then you wake up every morning and you say I am Ife and I'm here to get these things done in life so I can get to this place 
so that I can harvest into, into something more. But I have to get all these things done first, and then I'll do that. And it becomes painful. It becomes very painful. So then we go and we try to get more. We, we harvest for a while the me. This is the ife. You harvest, and that's what everybody here is doing. You're harvesting. It's like a bulldozer. You're going out, you're grabbing, and you're bringing in to fill the emptiness that is not there, the pain. And you say, okay, if I get this, if I get the college degree, then I get the job, then I get the house, then I get the car, then I get the man or the woman and the, the marriage, whatever it is, and I get the kids, and I get all this stuff. And then I get everybody off my back, my parents off my back, my friends off my back, because everybody else is doing it in the society. And then finally you get all of that stuff. You get this me, you harvest into the knee fully. You get all of this stuff. And there you are, Ife, with the job, and all this stuff is happening. But then, as it happens, you have drama that comes up, and you think, well, the way to fix drama is to fix the piece. And now let's fix it again. And once you fix it, a whole nother piece comes up. And you fix that piece, and a whole nother piece comes up. Until finally, when you're older, when you're older, you finally say, you know what? I've, this is okay, but there's more. And then you start harvesting into the bigger self. Now, the bigger self, you've known. You've come across the bigger self. As a child, you sat on the beach and looked at that, whoa, look at that beauty. And you felt amazing with that. And you've done other things to harvest into the... And when I say the word self, I mean presence, the big, endless you. You've sat by rivers, and you felt this beautiful self. And you've sat by friends, and you've played sports. Some of you play sports, right? Yeah? You're playing sports, you're playing basketball, hockey, I don't know whatever you're doing, baseball. And there's a moment there where you're going, I'm just connected with anyone, everyone, and I can't explain this, but I know I'm going to hit this ball. And you do it. And it goes, and there's a complete control zone moment that takes place. That's a short harvesting of into the self right there. And then you have other moments where you find yourself just sitting in silence with a cup of tea somewhere or a coffee just by yourself. And you're going, ah, this here has a richness to it that I can't even put into words. And that's the self that we harvest into later. So does it have to be this way? Does it have to harvest into me and then come into this self here? No, it doesn't. That's why I'm here to talk to you. Is it possible to learn your true self and once you learn this true self, then go and you do your college work, you do your job, and you do everything as an expression of this versus trying to grasp everything to get to this. This way is backwards. This will leave you empty. And then the emptiness will then bring you to this. That, that'll work, but there's another way of doing it too. Now, you've been studying with Harvey a little bit about natural reality and stillness and silence and things like that. We live in a world that's very, very busy. It's very, very noisy. It's full of um, huh, interesting music. <laughs> it's full of lots of noise. It's full of lots of things that happen. So is, is there a way to navigate into this world? Is there a way to find our stillness? And is there a way to not only find our stillness, but become that stillness, not study it, but actually become it, learn who we are, and then step into and express this in our world so that 
we then walk into a room and we vibrate differently than everybody else. Is it possible to do that? You're damn right it is, because you're looking at somebody who does it for a living. Um, so let's take a look at, at how we would do this. Any questions so far? Has it, does it sound interesting? Yep. Right, right? Nobody's ever spoken to you like this before, have they? They say, okay, look, this is what's going on, and this is why. Tell me if you don't wake up in certain times of day or at nighttime or in the middle of the day, you just feel like something isn't right. Something just doesn't feel, I'm doing all this stuff, but just there's, I'm waiting for something more to show up. It's like eating the icing, there's no cake. Where's the darn cake? So let me tell you a story. I kind of put a story together here with this beautiful artwork I did. <laughs> so we have three characters. And um, I need to write names down because I'm horrible. And your name again was what? Uh, Ibuku, but you can say Ife. Ife, Ife. So I am, I'm just going to do it like this. This way I know Ife. So Ife is the first character. What is your name? Yan. Yan, there we go. Y-A-N-G. Okay, Yan. And uh, let's pick somebody on this side. Kim? Okay, that's easy. That's good. Your names are great, too. I love them all. Um, so the three of you own a record store. How's that sound? Vinyl. That's the big thing nowadays. That's where true music is, by the way. <laughs> Buy vinyl. So you have a vinyl store. It's called the True Vine, all kinds of rare vinyl albums and things like that. And you're, you're, in, the, you're, in, the, uh, you're in the town here. And your store is right on the Market Main Street. And you've been in this vinyl shop for years and years and years and years. And the three of you get together and you say, let's go to the top of that mountain. Because I've heard that if you go up there and you sit by this big old oak tree, that there's presence up there. And you say, presence? What do you mean presence? Well, presence like the depth of being is up there. And so the three of you talk about it and you say, yeah, let's do this. Let's close the shop for a week. No, let's close it for two weeks and let's go up to the top of that mountain and then let's explore that. So you have a big, huge sale in the store. You sell extra vinyl and things come to you. Things come to you. Wow, things come to you. Notice how that works in life. Money is not A plus B equals C. It comes in from all directions. Keep an eye on that. Remind yourself of that. Money is not always... A job, hours, equals money. Other ways money comes to you always, always. And it comes from that place, that very first place where you realize that you are not this, but you're this. And this has no boundaries. And when you're in that place, then money reacts the same way, boundlessly, to you. Okay? So the three of you close the shop. Now, Ify, you're the warrior. You're the, you're, you're the warrior, girl. You worry, worry with your head. Yang, you're very determined, very determined to figure this out, okay? And Kim, you're just going along for the ride, <laughs> all right? So the three of you march up the mountain on day one. Now, on day one, Ify decides, I can't do this. I, 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 I'm too stressed about the shop. I, I know I can sell some extra records, and we've got a band coming in. I want to talk to them. And I'm too stressed. I can't handle this. So the act of stepping into 
the act of stepping into um, the the act of stepping into presence, into who you are, becomes something that not everyone is ready to go into. Okay? So she represents still in this me. Still, I still love this separate me character. I love this character. So she still likes that. Now, what, what are the times in our life when we're going to actually go and harvest into self? and climb up that mountain to find ourselves. What are the barriers that keep us from doing that? Most of it's up here. We're, we're thinking too much. So I wrote these down last night. We read about peace. We read about presence. We read about stillness. We re read about people that find this and live this in their life. But we always read about it as if it's something over there. What keeps us from actually going, hey, I want to own this. And not only own this, but I want to walk this path in my life. What what, what keeps us from doing that? Well, we have an illusion that we think fixing every problem has to be done first. Like you first have to fix all the problems. But it, you'll find that if you fix problems, you end up with more problems. Have you ever discovered that? Yeah, you got drama with friends, and you're like, yeah, let's, let's fix this. I'm going to go talk to her, and then I'm going to go talk to her. And then you come back, okay, now i got to talk to her again. And now, okay, now she's saying something else. Now I got to talk to her or him. And it keeps going on and on and on. It never ends. It never ends. The other thing that keeps us from going up the mountain and going into harvesting ourselves is um, letting go is a good feeling. And we don't think we deserve it. We think that perhaps it's too good for us. And it's, it's not... We don't have a foot in the business again. If we go up here, we don't have our foot in this business. And, and life is going to, we're going to lose it. We come back, that's not going to be there. And in truth, that's, that's completely wrong. If you harvest into yourself and then you bring it back into that business, it's 10 times stronger. But that's the illusion. You think if you let go, then you're not going to be able to come back. You come back twice as much. Some of the things that make us want to go into harvesting into the self is that let's experiment. We experiment and we go into this for a moment. We get a glimpse of this mountaintop up here, the glimpse of this self, of this presence. And when we get a glimpse of it, we almost cry. And we've come across this in many times where we have mountains of problems happening, 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 till we finally snap and we let go. And we let go through tears and we cry. And the tears then open up a piece that has been there. Naturally, when it all breaks, it falls into home, the place that you've always been, that's always been there. We also then will come back to this self and we'll go up the mountain when we get to a point when we're exhausted, exhausted. We're exhausted of carrying ourselves. We're exhausted of carrying Yang. We're exhausted of being Kim. We're exhausted of holding up Kim. And when you're exhausted, exhausted is not, it's not rest. You say, oh, you're exhausted, go sleep. It's not sleep. Sleep is not what you need. It's enrichment is what you need. Because when you're enriched, you really don't sleep much. You just keep going and going because there's something else moving you. 
Then there's also a sense that makes us want to go in and harvest into the self and climb that mountain because there's a sense that there's almost a thousand other souls, presences there to meet us, to greet us, to go back home to. You also get to a point where you don't care how it ends. You say, I, I give this, I don't care what happens with this. Let's just go with this. Let's just go with this right here. I don't care how this ends. My, it feels, my heart just needs to do this. So I have a career right now where I do exactly what I love. And I sat one day by a river when there was nothing else and I said, what is the most amazing thing I could do right now? Because right now I've got nothing. And I had a college degree, got the job, did everything. Kids, marriage, cars, the whole bit, had it all. And it all just changed and moved. And then I found myself going, okay, I'm at a starting point again. What can I do that is completely of the heart? So I decided, well, let me go play music for people that are completely lonely and in pain. These are the people in the nursing homes, senior homes. So I took my guitar out and I started talking to people. And I got a gig. And I got another one. And I got another one. Now I have a solid 45 to 50 gigs a month where I just go and play music for people. And they pay me. And the payments somehow pay bills. And the bills provide food. And it works. I'm happier than ever. Because it's completely from the heart. And it comes from here. This is what supports me. Um, and the, one of the last reasons we come into this is because we've realized that we've missed it. We had it at a younger age and then we got lost in the me story. So the three of you go up the mountain. If he decides to go back to the store, can't handle it. The mind is not ready to step into this. That's okay. That's where people are sometimes. Now the other two, Yang and Kim, go all the way up to the top of the mountain. And this is where I'll introduce the flutes a little bit. So they go to the top of the mountain, and at the top of the mountain is a, an old oak tree. They sit, they sit by this old oak tree that's there. There's a place to sit right by the old oak tree, which is a, um, it's an old log. And when they sit down upon the log, when they sit there, it's almost as if the log was formed to fit their body perfectly. Then they look down and there's a canyon down there and there's different colors of trees, dogwoods, redwoods, birch trees. And there's wind that blows through the canyon up along the, the trees. The wind has a sound to it. It's not a musical note, but yet it is a, a vibration of home, okay? And then this is where I'll play these instruments here. This is a Native American flute. If there's any sound that captures this, it's done here. These are um, carved in a special um, vibrational tone of 432, which is the vibration of the earth. And their notes touch. So I'll play. That's all I can tell you. So to add to the story and create some vision, you're, you're on the edge of this, this cliff and there's wildflowers here and there's a big giant oak tree next to you and the oak tree reaches out to the sky and the roots reach out into the ground and the wind blows through the valley of this. You're there alone. 
but you're not alone. And as you're there, Kim and Yang are sitting there. You're there. You two are sitting there, and you're not your name anymore. You just become this. So what is there in that moment? And you're sitting there and you're hearing that, hearing that now, here in this classroom. What, what is there? What appears? What is the empty canvas that appears as everything right now? Where are your thoughts? Where are your dreams? Where are your worries? Where is your story? Where is the me at this point? Is it even here? What is more real? The dreams and stories and thoughts that will come along or this, this? rawness of this right here now. To continue the story, the oak tree has holes in it from the woodpeckers. The wind blows through that tree. The tree sings. And as this tree sings, it asks you a question. What is here? And who are you? And you find that the answer to both of those questions is the same. There's just this, just this happening. And it sings. Down by the river, if you watch the river, you see the lifespan of the river. The river is young, and it's still over in this area. The stillness of the river allows the lights, the sun, the leaves, the trees to reflect off itself. The river sees at that point everything as itself. Then as the rocks come in, the river moves faster, and it gets into a place up here where it loses and gets lost in visions. It gets veiled. The true self gets veiled as it follows across the rocks. And then it finally falls and comes back to the graceful stillness of itself back here again. So the harvesting goes up and down and up and down like waves. Waves are the sea as well. 
So even in all those different spots of the river, it's still water. Always, always, always water. So even in your darkest moments where you're like, oh, I'm just lost in drama. Drama is all still that. It's still presence. It's still, you can still harvest into yourself. At the edge of the river is a, a black bear fishing for salmon. The black bear represents soul, death, harvesting of this. She sings. last one is while you've been sitting up there the entire time on the very edge of your peripheral vision is a deer a white-tailed deer now this deer represents love now love is a beautiful beautiful word it's a beautiful fragrance because we can talk about harvesting into the self and presence and this what is here and the moment you take love, you put an eyedropper into it, and you take the clearness, and you paint it with an emotion, a feeling, life. This deer represents love. Love is what we all seek. No matter what you're doing, somebody goes and robs a bank trying to get money. They want love. That's the purpose of that. To help somebody pay off something to get love. They seek that. So this white-tailed deer plays a song of love. This then threads through everything, everything that's there, like this. And the oak tree at that point says to you, who are you? What is here? And your response is just this. Love. Love is. Love is. It's that simple. Yet we step over it, chasing, 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 holding this up so often. There was a time in my life when I was um, seeking, really seeking to try to find answers. What, what is the purpose of life? Why are we here? I was reading books and books and all kinds of stuff. And I was seeing this uh, psychologist as a counselor. He was the most amazing dude I've ever seen in my life. I thought, wow, this guy's great. Now, I knew this because I walked into his office. And as I walked in, he had shelves of books 
on his left-hand side and shelves on the right-hand side. And he sat at the end of these books at this desk in a chair with a, almost like a, some type of cane. And he had long white hair and this long white beard. And I just first thought, it's Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. This guy is amazing. And he, um, he spoke with me. And he said, you need to find, he was calling it Leela at the time, Leela. He said, you need to find your Leela. He was a Jungian psychologist. So I went, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell's Leela? He goes, you, there's parts of you. And he was doing this kind of a thing. There's a you, and then there's society, and then there's all the things you're doing. He goes, but Leela is intertwined within everything. You need to find that. I went, what? I did. So I kept reading books, and then finally, one day, I'm listening to a CD in my car, and somebody on the CD is talking, and suddenly it felt like someone took a hat that was on my head and they lifted it off. And I went, whoa, something opened up here. It was unzipped. And then I went in, and, I, and, and that happened for a whopping 15 seconds. And I went, how, how do I get that again? And I had nobody to talk to. And so I then started reading more and more books, and then more and more books, and then this started cracking. This started opening and cracking, changing. Things started happening and changing until finally it snapped open, and once it opened, this opened up, the self. I had no control. It just took place. And when it did take place, it lasted for three weeks straight to a point where I couldn't even describe it, so I wrote poems about it. And then I went back to this, this um, counselor, Dr. Norm, and I said to him, I said, something happened. And he went, what happened, dude? That's the way he talked. I said, I said, I don't know. I said, something took place. I said, I don't want to call it enlightenment because that sounds like it's something different. I said, but it's like something opened up that was naturally there the whole time. And he said, well, what do you want to call it? I said, it's like an emptiness, but it's everywhere. And he said, well, I know a word we can use. And I said, what word? And he said, love. He goes, let's call it love. And once he said that, then the energy of the emptiness became something. It became something. So what is here now? If you feel and you ask the mind what is here. Where does the mind go? If the mind, if, you, if I say to you, where is your hand, you, you can focus on your hand. If I say to you, where is your foot, you can focus on your foot. If I say to you, where is your awareness? Where is your presence? What is here now? The mind then goes into a different place. It goes into the every place. And this is the answers that what every man is looking for and every woman is looking for out there as they drive around in fossil fuel cars very fast trying to find something. So we're at the top of the mountain up here. Now comes a very important point. Okay, so Yang and Kim stay up at the top of the mountain. If he goes back to the store, and you're doing a wonderful job, by the way. Record sales are through the roof. Now they stay at the top of the mountain. Now at some point, they, there's a fear that takes place because you can step into to the self and the presence and you can go, there it is. And I'm here, here's presence, and then the rest of the world's out there. And they're so bad. There's people. 
you know, and you can stay there and you can drive through your world and go, okay, yeah, they're not presents, they are. And then and that becomes a horrible place because then you're stuck here, you're stuck here like this. And then the rest of the world is out there. You haven't connected the two of them. This is what I want to show people and this is what I want to teach you. And I'm going to give you my information before you leave so you can contact me and I'll help you. Because anybody can find this. This is not that hard. We just did it. But then you say, well, then how do I take this and how do I deal with the other side of this mountain, which is the town? How do I come back into the town? Well, Kim stays at the top, okay? And Yang says, I'm going back. So he then comes down the mountain and he goes back to the record shop. Sorry, Kim, you just like, you love the, mm, just want to stay up there. So she just hangs out up there in bliss, all doing her thing. That's okay. But Yang says, I want to incorporate this. So now he comes down into the town. He puts his feet on the ground of the town, and he sees and explores everything. He touches the, the concrete, and he, he asks questions from where is that sense taking place. He looks at things from where am I seeing from. He hears things. Where's that sound coming from? Where's that sound coming from? He hears the sound. He remembers the flute. Where is the sound originating? Let me play it. Answer the question. Where's the sound? Where does it originate? Where do you hear it from? We're so used to saying, oh, it sounds over there. I'm here, and it's over there. Is it over there? Or is it being heard inside? And if it's being heard inside, where's the source of it? Where's the beginning of that? And you go, well, wh where's the inside source? Where's that source? Is the inside source just inside, or is it the inside everywhere? This is the part where you can answer questions if you want, you want to speak up. Anybody... What do, you, what do you, when I play this, what do you hear? Where do you hear it? Yeah. I hear it from over there and within. It's both, right? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I took this, um, I made a CD, I went into the studio, okay? And I have a friend who, who runs a studio. He's an old hippie. And I took the flute in. And when I took it in there, I played it for him. I said, hey, Mickey, check this out. And I went, I just played this. So I'm playing this, and he, he takes his head and he cocks, and he just kind of walks around, around this flute, and he's going, and this is the way he talks. He goes, dude, <laughs> he says, what, where'd you get that? And I said, I had someone make it for me. And he looks at it, and he goes, huh. He goes, the sound comes out of here and here, and here. And he goes, and it just fills the room. He goes, and I said, what's the problem? He goes, I don't know how to mic this thing. I don't know what kind of microphone to use. I said, figure it out. I'll be back tomorrow. I went back down the next day to his studio, and I walk into the room, and he's got like seven to nine microphones all over the place with stands. And I walked in and went, whoa. And he goes, yeah, just stand here in this spot, and we'll get it all. And I said, because where? He goes, it's because it's everywhere. He goes, that sound is everywhere. Vibrations and tones are everywhere. So this is what Yang is discovering as he now walks back into the town. He walks into the town and he's taking the presence that he felt up here and he's dipping his paintbrush into that presence of clearness and he's painting everything he sees as this presence. 
everything. The divine Buddha is cloaking itself and appearing as everything in this world. So what are you going to look for? If you want to know what your mind looks like, it's out there. It's everything you're seeing out there is your mind expressing as that out there. So Yang's discovering this. He walks through the town and his feet are just moving. What is moving me? Where is sound coming from? Where is touch coming from? I'm seeing something. It looks like it's over there, but yet it's being projected within the mind as appearing as out there too. So all of this is taking place. And then he finally goes back into the store if he's in there working very digitally, diligently, and he comes in and he works besides her, and he, he, he now interacts with every single person who comes in the store because he has no fear. There's no more fear because everyone is him. That silent presence that I feel in me right now and you're sensing and looking for in you right now is the same canvas that we are all painted upon. Does that make sense? It's a very weird way of thinking, but does that make sense to you? You feel that? That's what it is. If you can understand this and get this and feel this and sense this, then this harvesting will continue on its own the rest of your life. And then what happens is you then go into the record store and you'll see the difference. You'll go into your career, and instead of working the career to bring it back in like this, you'll then be working as an expression of out there. And everything will change. Everything will be different. So I made a handout for you that I want to go into. But before I do this, I want to just make sure we kind of understand. So when I talk about self and presence, and when I say to you, when I say to you, what is here? What is here? Let's, let's answer that a little bit. Let me see if I can get some feedback from you. If I ask you a real question, okay, what is here right now? What do you sense? What kind of responses are you getting? What, what's, what's, what answer is taking place? What are you sensing in this talk so far? Some of it makes any sense or you're going, oh, this is really confusing to me. It's okay. Yes? Uh, I feel like... Um we're finding this source of passion that we all share, but it's different for each one of us. It's an individual passion, but yet that sense of, I'm doing something that feels good to me, rather than I'm doing something because it's logically a step that I need to take, and that's something we need to embrace. Yeah, so that passion for every single person is going to be different. Absolutely. But yet, the, the source of what feeds and starts the fire of that passion is the same within everyone. It's that emptiness source of, look how amazing this is. It's everywhere. Look how amazing life is. And as we see that, then we say, okay, how do I, how do I come down from here and express this? How do I express this and bring this into life? And that is probably your biggest challenge right now as a young adult. Because, and I see this with my kids, you, you're in college, you have society saying, do this. And you're like, okay, I'm doing this. And now you're doing it, you're going, what the hell? Is, is this really, is this going to give me the passion? It can. Go back and harvest into the self 
find that, and then you can take whatever you're working with, and you can intertwine that passion into it, because you don't know what is going to appear. Once you, once you capture that passion, you capture that place, that source of passion, then what you'll have happen is the entire scene will change to accommodate that energy that you are now portraying yourself as. Does that make sense? It will. It'll change. Example. It's Friday night. You and you go into a bar. Okay? You walk into the bar and you say, I feel so much love and joy in this place. I'm just going to make as many friends as possible. And Yang walks in and goes, you know what? If anybody Fs with me, I don't care. They're going down. <laughs> right? You'll end up in three fights. You'll have 12 friends. Just because of the energy that's put out there. That's what it is. Vibrations, tones, and energies and things like that. That was an excellent scene. You had your hand up too about uh, what is, what was, what's being experienced when we ask that question. When I, when I ask myself this, and I actually fall silent to listen, um, it becomes silent, still, clear potential. It's, it's like right before the question mark of, what is happening or what's going to happen next. It's like right before that. Yeah. And it's always there. Yeah. Let's suppose we go into the movie theater, all of us, and I give everyone a controller to control the movie. So here's your controller. You're like, wahoo. Some of you start, we all start taking the movie and some of you make new cars and you put yourself in Hawaii and you have warm places to go to and you're in sports and then all of a sudden a new car breaks and then the sport team that goes out of town, you hurt your ankle and then you get another sports team and you get another car and you just keep going and changing and changing the movie, changing the me story, changing and changing and changing until finally you go, Jesus, and you just put the controller down like this is crazy no matter what I do to try to get happiness in this movie it keeps changing and then I sit there and go yeah that's, that's what's happening and you look at me and you go why are you just eating popcorn and not being upset by this and I, I say to you yeah I am upset I get upset I get mad I get angry and all these things take place well I'm not watching the movie though well, what are you watching I'm watching the screen the screen in which everything in the movie appears upon that's what you were just referring to, the screen. There's a screen that's there, and everything comes out of it. But if you don't find the screen first, then you're just going to see everything that's there all the time. It's a whole different way of seeing and thinking. Let me give out this handout. This is a handout that I made. It goes over... Um, there's something called non-duality. Non-duality is the harvesting of this here, this self-presence, this beautiful presence. Duality is the me, it's the separate me. I am Mike, and the world is out there. And the only way Mike's gonna be happy is if I go and get one, two, three of these things done, okay? So, in non-duality, you basically, okay, there's just presence appearing as everything, and life is gonna move me. So there's two different ways of seeing that. So I wrote up a little, um, handout on it to um, to go over some of these points. 
So let's go over these. Typos in here, it's Harvey's fault. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Wouldn't you say to me earlier, I don't write like a professor? <laughs> I said, I know. And it's because I can't. <laughs> I'm a musician. People look at my music books and go, How do you how do you do this? There's just words and a couple of chords and you got the whole song going. I'm going, because it's I'm not thinking through it. <laughs> so I send these to Harvey, he like corrects them. <laughs> like you, you missed a, a decimal point or something. I'm like, yeah, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> the fact that I got it on a piece of paper, I'm happy. All right. So um, on your left hand side, you see there's duality. On the right hand side is non duality. So on the left hand side, if you want to just write, that's, that's um, me, that's like the mic, that's your name. That's, that's what we've been living as a separate, you know. Julia or Timothy or Kim. Does that make sense? You follow me with that? Okay. Wow, that's exciting that you do. Good. The other side is presence, the sound of the flute. Okay? So most people think you can't live as the sound of a flute. You can't live as presence. It's impossible because you're just sitting there, you know, like Kim up on the mountain meditating and nothing gets done. Well, that's bullcrap. It does. Everything gets done. More gets done. I discovered this when I was in the middle of a heavy, um, I was working for a sales company and I was getting more sales and they're like, how do you get so many sales? And because everyone's me, I'm just talking to myself, it's no big deal. And they're like, what? They didn't understand me at all. <laughs> I would bring my skateboard in and go ride skateboard in the parking lot during lunch hour. They thought that was weird too, but whatever. Okay, so duality, let's take a look at this, time. So when you're living as, when you're living as Kim, there's, there's time. I have to be at this place at this time in order to get things done. There's a future, there's a past. Life is looked at as linear. Like I have to go over here and get this done. If I say to you, look into your future, where do you think you're gonna be in the future? Everybody's eyes is gonna go, they're gonna go this way. If I say, where were you as a child? What kind of a child were you? Your eyes will go that way. So we think linearly, okay? And we have things that we regret. Oh, I did this. Okay, well, here's the big thing. There isn't any I. There isn't any, there isn't I. There's no Kim. There's no name. That's, that's not truth. It's not who you are. You're not your name. You're not your name. Let me say that again. You're not your name. You know this. Okay, you go to the beach. And you sit there on the beach and you feel this presence of everything and the wonderful sunny day and everything. And you're just playing, 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 having a great time. And it's not until someone yells, Kim, that you finally go, let's contract and turn. Well, who said that? Now you're, okay, now you've changed, okay? But all the things that'll come along with your name, say Nicholas, with Nicholas, will be stories. That's not who you are. When you go to sleep at night, you could care less about Nicholas. You care less about Kim. You care less about any of these things. You just become presence. 
And so then when you sit there on the beach and you feel, okay, I'm just this presence. That's always there. And thoughts come along, thoughts will appear, thoughts will go. Those are not real. The thoughts, they're real, they're felt, but that's not who you are. You're not your thoughts. Do you understand that? Don't be afraid of that. You are not your thoughts. The thoughts appear. They're there. Entertain them. There they are. I see them. Yup. I'll grab this one, play with it a little bit. I'll grab this one. But most of the time, you're hopping up on stage as your thoughts, as your name, in all the drama, and you're trying to fix everything, and you're going, I am exhausted. Well, of course you are, because there's a you that's counteracting with more of this here. Come back here. Hop off stage. Be what you fall and break open into. Harvest back into yourself. It's okay. Because in that place of non-duality and harvesting, there's no time. There's just open presence. And your best moments in life are when you're timeless. You're running around as a child. You're running around as friends. You have an awesome party. All your friends show up. It's great. It was timeless. You didn't plan it. There was no person planning it. It just took place. And then this moves and grooves. And it goes into relationships with people and everything. And that's the next one, relationships. Relationships in the duality, which is the me, the mic section, you're trying to get to a place or compare it to another person. Okay? You're trying to get to some other place. You're trying to, okay, let's have a relationship and, and you and I have to get to this place because I want this, this, and this, and this, and you have to behave this certain way in order for me to get this happiness. If you don't, then this isn't going to work out. That's exhausting. Where in that conversation are you ever going to find presence? Okay? In a relationship under non-duality, there is no other place. There's just this taking place. It's almost like two people meet, and two, both of them are poets. And one just brings their poetry and rattles it off. The other one brings their poetry and rattles it off. And they never really see that they're writing a poem between them in that moment. It, that poem's never seen. It's not being witnessed. All that's being witnessed are that they threw their poems at each other. That's not a relationship. That's just a convergence of, of two of these to try to get to this. And that's right there. Um, in, in duality, there, you have death. We have a fear of death. There's a fear of Mike dying. And what's on the other side of that, right? Huge fear of death, fear, fear of things ending, fear of pain in the future. In non-duality, truth, harvesting into the self, this does not die. There is no death. There is no birth. There's just this. Always been just this. Investigate it yourself. Sit quietly. Feel this. What is here? What is here? What is this? And then ask the question, can this die? Which is my truth? Am I Mike or am I this? This feels more real. So when the body dies and pain goes on, this is still here. You ever had a headache? Right? You have a headache? This is still here, intertwined through the headache. You ever be sick or nauseous, got the flu? Was this still here? Presence? Yeah. So you think when the body goes, this is still going to be there. And what was this before birth? Still this. 
Okay, this is deep at this point, sorry. <laughs> Don't want to lose you. <laughs> Can we bring the flute back out? <laughs> You're like, slow down, dude. <laughs> okay, are we doing okay? Some big questions. I just threw a lot of stuff at you. I just told you you don't exist and you're not your thoughts. <laughs> Woo! Anybody want a donut after that one? <laughs> what do you think about that? Has anybody ever said that to you? You're not your thoughts? Like, are you crazy? Yes, I am. Take a look at them. Thoughts just come up. Like, where do they appear from? They, you know, you think of something. If I say to you, think of a pink elephant. Okay, now we're thinking of a pink elephant. Okay, what, there's the pink elephant. What's it sitting upon in your thoughts? You got it, there's your vision of it right over here. What's it sitting upon? It's sitting upon presence. What's it made of? Presence. Go into it, color it. What's the color of this thing? Are the colors pink made of presence too? Are thoughts made of presence? Whoa. <laughs> Get a cheeseburger after you've done this. You'll need some grounding, okay? So um, now in duality, this is really amazing. When the me, the me is there, your thinking is always, always, always about me. It's like, okay, all right, I'll get up in the morning and what do I have to do? And here's my chalkboard of people that hate me and people I need to fix. And here's my other chalkboard of people who do love me. And then here's all the crap I got to do. And then this is stuff I feel like I have to do. And we have that weighing of energy to get these things done. And it's exhausting. Right? So this thinking, it takes place. So once you step into that separate you, then every thought pattern is going to be there to support the separate you and give you good and bad thoughts and keep you on that path to go, okay, this hurts, don't do this. This doesn't hurt, don't do this. Okay? And you're going to have that going on. However, if you're in a state of presence and you just say, I'm just presence, and everything in my life is fullness and is just this. It's just presence. And I mean everything. Even my mother calling me an idiot and all these things are taken. Even the ugly things in life, the horrible things in life, the things that I'm hiding from other people, these are all presence. They're all grooves on the canvas. They're all grooves on the record. They're all paintings on the canvas. Does that make sense? All of it. Accept all of it. It's all there. That is your wholeness. And you might say, well, I have this idea that I need to be over here and have this done. Okay, even that idea that you need to be over there and have this done is wholeness, is fullness. You're free. You're absolutely free right now. How's that feel? It's like, whoa. It's okay to be unraveled, confused, and not know what to do. That is wholeness. And it's okay to be sitting here right now in this lecture going, what the hell is he talking about? I don't get this. That is wholeness too. Okay? So that's the thinking. So now when you get into harvesting of the self, thinking still happens, but thoughts don't root into anything or anyone. Ooh, that's huge. That's really huge. How many times have you done this? You have some drama take place, somebody says something to you, you say something back, and then you walk away and you feel horrible. And something is, you're like, oh, I'm not a good person because I said this. And then the mind goes off, you're not a good person. That voice keeps going, yeah, you did that again, Cam. What's your problem? What are you doing with your life, right? You hear that voice? <laughs> Don't you hate that voice? And there it is, doing it. Let's say we remove Kim out of the equation. 
or Julia out of the equation. And then where does that voice root into? It's got nothing to root itself into. There's just presence. How does it root itself into that? It can't. It can't. There's no, nothing to root itself into. You're free. So the voice goes, okay, yeah. So there won't be a feeling of feeling guilty. Now, if it does happen, then you can look at those emotions and you go, well, what is that emotion? Here's presence. What is that emotion? That's what it is. It's, it's presence also. The next one talks about God. God, you are here and God is over there. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, religions have taught us that God's over there. I was, went to Catholic school. God is seven miles up in the sky on the left-hand side, no, on the right-hand side, with a long beard and sitting in a red chair and has a list and knows everything about you. And I said, well, I thought that was Santa Claus. And they said, no, that's God. I said, What's the difference? <laughs> yes. Why not the left side? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's the right. But your left, my right. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Learn that one day. So that's that's what's taught in religion, and that's that's okay because many people that are in this that helps. That's the bridge to help them. That helps. Will it take them to up the mountain to see? Possibly. Will it get them down from the mountain? Maybe not. A lot of them are still stuck up there. <clears throat> Some come down, but. It's taught that it's something separate from you. You can't be this. You, this is too good, this presence, this peace, this joy, this divine divinity. You can't be this. You're not ready for this. You haven't done your work. Baloney. We just did it within one note of a flute. Snap, there it was. Everybody picked up on it. You deserve it. You've done the work. You felt the pain. You've gone through all the emotions that everybody else has. It's there for you. Take it. Own it. Be it. Drop into it. Crack open into it. So in the harvesting of the self, God is you and everything. Presence is God. The illusion of a greater power um, is not. There's just now. There's just this. There's just this. Just this. Here. Nothing more. Just this. And just this has its own amazing, amazing beauty. It just does. Now, in duality, let's take a look at life itself. Because in, dual, in duality, you have this idea that there's Mike here and there's life here. And life almost at this point has its own personality. Like, I'm Mike and life just hurts. Life is painful. You know how many songs are written about that? How painful life is. Life is so, I don't get life. Life doesn't get me. Life is kicking my butt. I'm having a hard time with life. I don't get, I hate my life. Right? We've heard friends say this. Perhaps we've even said it, right? So there's an illusion that like there's a separate thing out there, life coming to get you. Be careful because life will get you. You are life. So you harvest in the self, you then realize, oh, wait a second. Let's remove the word life. That's not even there. There's just this, again, just this. It's that simple. Okay? You allow it to happen. The body will feel light, and there's no waiting. There's no waiting. So let's say you say, okay, I'll be happy when I get all of these things done, and I get over here. Then I would ask you, okay, what's over here? Presence. 
you resting in peace, presence. Well, why can't that be over here too? It's right here now. Let's just stop. Then allow life to move you through all of these things and experience the roses as you step on them and don't step on them and then get to the top of the mountain. There it is. Whereas over here, you're the separate me fighting life to get to this place over here. Which one's easier? It's logic. It's Right? Does that make sense? You with me? All right. Do we need like a stretch break or something? Yeah? No? Or do, you, do you give them breaks in class or do you just keep pounding them? Keep pounding them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to take a stretch break? A mental break on this for a minute? Or want me to keep going? Keep going. Okay. All right. If those of you who want a stretch break, you can ask stupid questions. You know, like who cuts your hair and stuff like that, just to break it up, mental break, or if you want to get up and walk around a little bit, I don't care, okay? Um, so this is the other one here. As this me, in duality, we're always seeking and waiting for something else. We seek so much and desire to have something happening so much that we actually will even celebrate St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Which I'm sorry, I just never get that. <laughs> what? <laughs> Go drinking and just that's it? Okay. Um, but we're always like, what's next? What's next? What are we, what's going on next? A friend of mine runs a daycare center. And she's got these little kids that come in there. And there's this one little girl, she comes in and I tell her a story and she goes, and then what? And then what? And then what's next? And what's next? I'm going, that's it. That's the story. The, the bug ate the flower and it's over. You got it? But they're always looking for something more, like always looking for something. We live in a society where we are constantly looking and waiting for something better. Sadly, these things, these cell phones have made it really impossible. We've got a third level of zombie thing going on right now. It used to be people were kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm lost in my thoughts. And now they're completely lost in their phone. So I'm waiting for that to flip over. Somebody will just come out with a program and just show a flower. And they're going, wow, there you go. So you're always seeking up here. You're always seeking and looking for something, waiting for something to be better, waiting to find that place of peace. And here, it's right here. The seeking ends, the, the end game feeling. You can rest. Wouldn't it be amazing if somebody just came up to you one day and goes, hey, you're done. You, have, you don't need this. You're done. You're complete. You don't need to seek anymore. You're fully whole. Now just go play. It doesn't matter. Go to school. If you pass, cool. If you fail, it's okay too. All right? If you make money, that's good. If you don't, you'll have people help you. You'll find food. Go play with life. Don't try so hard. Just go play. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody just came up and told you that? I just did. All right, so if I can tell you anything right now, go play, enjoy life. Enjoy it. Do your work because you, you kind of want to. There it is. It's fun. Let's explore. Let's express from here. See where it goes. See what happens while you're doing it. If you get to a point where you're going, I hate this class. I don't like this. Stop. Start again somewhere else. See what else comes to you. Okay, no one left. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They're all leaving on that one. But does that make sense? We don't have that. Nobody comes to us as ever, even as children, in, when you're younger, to say, it's okay to fail. Fail well. Do it well. If you're going to fail, then really fuck up well. Do it great. 
you know, mess up and do it perfectly. And then come back and say, okay, this is the best way. I've written the best music by messing up completely. I've written this horrible music, horrible, experimental music. It's the sound of a lawnmower. It's the worst stuff you'd ever want to hear. And it's so horrible, it has its richness. It's full of this. Okay. Um, in here, we have the stress of holding up life. Here, we don't. There's no stress of holding up life. Life happens. And then the, one of the last ones I want to go to is up here, and this is a big one, love. Up here, love is conditional. As a separate individual, okay, as, what was your name? Eddie? Emma. Emma, I'm sorry, Emma. As an Emma, as Emma, there's conditions. Emma, the only way you're going to get love is if you do this and this and this and you behave these ways. That's the only way you'll be loved. Sorry. That's bull. It's not true. You can sit right now here, close your eyes, there's love. You can sit with anybody and feel the same thing together. It's very easy to do. Love is not conditional. Love is. Love is. Love is, it's, love is an interesting thing. If I say to you right now, and as an individual, you're now, okay, I'm Emma, I'm an individual, I'm Mike. I say, love yourself more. You need to love yourself more, okay? What does the mind do when I say that to you? Where does the mind go? Thoughts, ideas, what do you hear? What are you feeling? If I say to you, love yourself more, what do you do? It tries to play a real, any real. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm not going to eat them donuts. You know, staring at them the whole time. Sure. Wondering where he got them from. <laughs> right? And it's going to say, I'm going to get up and run tomorrow because I'm going to love myself more. I'm just going to treat myself better. I go buy some new shoes, go buy the record I want to, whatever. But if I say love is, do you feel like you have to do anything at that point? Does anything have to be done? No, love is. Huh, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Very cool. Okay, um, I have a few exercises I want to go over. These are the true you exercises. Four or five minutes. All right, that gives me enough time to go through these real quick. Or, or would we perhaps maybe go through questions? I can black. All right, let's do this real quick, and then we'll go through questions. While I'm panning these out, does anybody have any questions about anything I've said? No? Okay. Let me just guide you on these. While Mike is giving them out, you can relate to some of the things that you talked about to the exercises we've done in class. I point to myself. The issue of the knower and the known, if they're an I, if they're a me, we've covered it many times. But what you've seen today is, again, another way of presenting those deep questions about the nature of reality itself and the question of who am I and what is the origin of suffering. Also, while he's passing it out, when the class ends in about five minutes, we're going to do, for those who want to stay, 
we're going to have an additional 45 minutes. We'll go up to the third floor <coughs> of the building. For those of you who can stay, we'll cut your class the next class. And uh, we will continue with about another 45 minutes with uh, Q&As on the third floor in the building in the lounge area upstairs. All right, let me bust through these real quick. These are exercises. Because you can sit and listen to this lecture and go, oh, I'm feeling this. You've got to practice. This is not something you've got, you know, 20 years of the mind just throwing you into illusions. Let's get out of it. So um, take your left hand, put your right hand over top of it. It's just a quick experiment. Okay, so now you have your left hand on top of your right hand. Do you feel the difference between the two? Or is there just energy there? Do you know where your left hand is or your right hand is? It's just, just that. You just feel that, right? Just the warmth. That's all there is. Total proof that we're one. If I were to place my hand on yours, you would say, yeah, there's just that there. That's all there is. Thoughts create separation. That's what that is. Um, number three is where's my center? This is a really good one. Ask yourself as you're going through, and you, you can do this you know, while you're in line at Walmart or whatever, where's your center? Where is your center? Where's your center? Here's your answer. Your center is everything. You want to know your center? It's everything. That's your center. That's who you are. And you think, well, uh, that's too good to be true. Explore it. Feel it. If it doesn't feel right, explore more until it does. Other things you can do. Uh, what watches all of your thoughts? You have thoughts and you're busy and your mind's running. Just kind of put that, what's watching all of this happening? What's watching all of this? That'll take you back and harvest you in here very quickly. Um, the other one is, what is here? Who am I? These are questions. You close your eyes. You ask the question, who am I? Who am I? Ask that question. If you come up with a name and a form and a resume, go further. Who am I? What is here? That one you can do with your eyes open. What? What is here? Do that in different places. You're in your next class. What is here? People moving. Presence is appearing as it's walling. Presence is flooring. Presence is speaking. Presence is sitting. The other one is listening for silence. You hear my words. You hear my voice. Listen to the silence between each one of my words. Listen to the silence within my words. Listen to the silence within all sound. That is you. This other one is pretty cool. So um, pick an object on your table, your bottle of water, whatever it is. Look at the object. You're staring at it right now. Between your nose and the object is a color that's been there your entire life. You've been looking at it, through it, and as it the entire time. But you've been unaware of it. Once I give you the name of this color, you're now going to see this color throughout everything in this room, throughout everything you've ever looked at in life. And you realize this color is an, is an open spaciousness, of actually the truth of who you are. It's the color clear. You see it? It's everywhere. If you want to say what this presence look like, there it is. The clearness appearing against everything, and it's everywhere. Okay, with that, I'm going to end, and the very last thing I'm going to tell you is um, I have these poetry books that I am giving out to you. Take these, read them, 
one palm a day, okay? And then the other thing I want to give you is, come up and get this, is next to the poetry book is a flyer I put together. If you want help with this, and what you learned today, you go, this is amazing, I want to learn more about this, contact me, okay? I like helping people with this. I'll charge for this. I just do it for fun. It's my crazy hobby. I'll contact you. I can connect with you on uh, Snapchat or text or telephone, email, kick. I don't know. All those different things are on the phone. And I love chatting with people about it. Let's take a look at life a little bit differently, okay? So come up and grab. Please take a poetry book and then take a flyer, too. I'll put them up here on the edge. And I'll bring some to the next class if you don't have it. Come up here, take it. We have donuts as well. And in the next class, we're going to continue with this as we look at the philosophy of Joseph Campbell, and we'll continue with this on Wednesday. So let's give uh, Mike a little bit of applause for And we will be up on the third floor in the building in about five minutes for those of you who'd like to continue. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know about that. But you're impressed. And then we'll do we'll do a symbol like they've never even seen it. Okay, divided by this here. Okay, plus one point seven eight equals. There you go. <laughs> They'll be working on that Somebody for a come long time. There it is. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> Yeah, that's why the towel's over there. Let me get the.